0: Good morning. I'm so glad to be with you this morning, even if it's in this strange virtual way. I want to talk with the kids for a few minutes, so if you've got young ones, let them come on up to the front. So, I don't know if your parents. Have moving to Virginia, which is far away. I don't know if you've ever had friends move before. Have you? I wonder what that felt like. Or maybe you've moved, and you had to leave friends behind. And you made new friends. Sometimes when we move, or when people we love move, there are some tears. We feel sad. Zoe and Isaac have been having all sorts of feelings at home, and sometimes they feel sad. And part of that is because. Anytime they get sad, we talk about how being sad is because we love people. When we love people, we miss them when they go. I'm going to miss each one of you so much. You've been my favorite part of Bethany, getting to sit with you on the steps of the sanctuary and hear your thoughts and watch you. I just want you to know that. I want you to know that I love you. Maybe get a hug from your parents. I could use one right now. Our passage for today is from 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And I want to read it from the message, which is a paraphrase of the Bible, because I think it's especially poignant. Again, that's 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Paul is writing to Timothy, who's like a son to him, and he says, Every time I say your name in prayer, which is practically all the time, I thank God for you the God I worship with my whole life in the tradition of my ancestors. I miss you a lot, especially when I remember that last tearful goodbye, and I look forward to a joy-packed reunion. That precious memory triggers another, your honest faith. And what a rich faith it is Hand it down from your grandmother, Lois, to your mother, Eunice, and now to you. And the special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed, keep that ablaze. God doesn't want us to be shy with those gifts, but bold and loving. word of God and the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I've been thinking about last words recently. Did you know that Beethoven's last words were, Friends applaud. The comedy is finished. And when Groucho Marx was dying, the story is that he said, This is no way to live. And Winston Churchill, that elegant wartime orator, he said, I'm bored with it all. And Thomas Edison, who changed so much about how we see the world, had the encouraging words, it's very beautiful over there. Our text today is Paul's last This letter, we think, was written by Paul at the end of his life. It reads like a last will and testament. His last words to his beloved mentee, and person he's raised in the faith, Timothy. Paul loved Timothy. Timothy had been like a son to him. And Paul was inspired by Timothy's faith. He had watched Timothy grow in the faith and was so proud of him, the way you're proud watching a child, or a student, or a mentee grow. He's proud of him. But he also knows that he doesn't have sole responsibility or credit for Timothy's faith. Timothy has been formed by a community. Central to that community are his mother and his grandmother, Eunice and Lewis and Lois. Eunice and Lois. I love that their names are remembered and got recorded. These women who shaped Timothy. People who form us in faith matter none of us get faith on our own. Even if it feels like one day faith just dropped from the sky into our laps and it all clicked and made sense in some new way, we are still formed by communities. None of us gets a full, mature faith on our own. So I've been thinking about Lois Timothy's mother and grandmother. And thinking about them made me think about my own ancestors. My grandmother Ruth was the first woman to be elected a deacon in her Little Baptist church out west. She was married to a pastor. He died young. She was widowed early. And after his death, she reinvented herself as a high school teacher and mentored a whole generation of students. When I got married, I kept Wiles as my last name as a way to stay connected to her. And I carry Winsett as my middle name for my grandmother Joyce Winsett, who was one of the bravest women I know. She did not have an easy life. She endured a lot. And if I can have just one tenth of her bravery. And my mother, Carolyn Joy, some of you have met her. I can't even begin to say how much she. But one memory in particular, as I was getting ready for this and thinking about how none of us has, gets our faith on our own, one memory popped out at me. It was the first time I ever went to youth group. It was an end-of-summer pool party. And we pulled up to where we were going. And I begged my mother not to make me go. I cried. I was so scared so much older and so much cooler. I was so nervous. I begged her not to make me go. And she said something like this is important. I know you're scared, but this matters and you're going. I didn't want to admit it when I got back in the car later that afternoon, but I had a great time. And youth group became my best community during those awkward adolescent years. It was the place that formed my faith, and none of that would have happened if my mother hadn't forced me to get out of the car that day. None of us. You probably know by now that I've taken a position as a pastor at another church in Virginia. In three weeks, I'll be bidding you all goodbye. It's almost more than I can bear. I love you all so much. Paul's words to Timothy have rattled around in my heart. The way he says, I constantly remember you. I miss you a lot. We had a tearful goodbye. And he says, your honest faith, handed down to you, from your grandmother Lois to your mother Eunice, and now to you. Timothy's faith didn't come out of nowhere. His mother, Eunice, was the first generation of Jews following Jesus, and his grandmother, Lois, would have been before Jesus' time. Sometimes our mentors in the faith aren't even of our faith, but they shape us nonetheless. None of us gets faith on our own. And so, as I've been thinking about leaving and what this community has done for me, I've been thinking about how it has formed and shaped Congregation is a community of deep faith and that is formed together. And so I've been thinking about the saints, the regular, ordinary folks. Like last week, we talked about, like Peter, just those regular rocks who have shaped us and formed us as a community. There's our Lita Sanders and our Villa Weaver. There's Betty Cooley and Bob and Edna Van Marter, and Bob Stidwell. There's David Bailey, Dick Hawkins, Ed Warner, Earl Acker, Bob Gaines, Jim Thompson, there's Margaret Cooper, Russ So many more. Thousands of people whose names we don't even remember. Whose breath lingers in this place. Whose whose influence has affected each of us in ways we can't even begin to know. Has shaped us. Because none of us gets faith on our own. And the way we shape one another rubbing up against one another, teaching one another, annoying one another, forgiving one another, loving one another. We form each other. None of us gets faith on our own. We think in America of faith as this individual, intellectual thing that we decide on at some point in our lives. And it's a decision we make all on our own. But that's not the biblical picture of faith. Instead, it's like this one with Paul and Timothy, where we shape one another, where it's handed on from person to person. None of us gets faith on our own. It's a community that shapes us and forms us and calls to hear them addressed from me to you and from you to me. Every time I say your name in prayer, which is practically all the time, I thank God for you, the God I worship with my whole life in the tradition of my ancestors. I miss you a lot, especially when I remember that last Tearful goodbye. And I look forward to a joy-packed reunion. That precious memory triggers another. Your honest faith. And what a rich faith it is. Handed down from your grandmother Lois to your mother Eunice. And now to you. And the special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed, keep that ablaze. God doesn't want us to... All that we have and all that we are is a gift from God who loves us, how richly we have been blessed. And so it is in gratitude and thanksgiving that we offer back a portion of all that we have received. We do that with our time and our energy, the way we pour into other people's lives, we do that with our resources and our money. I'm grateful for the ways you sustain this community. It allows us to endure through this time and thrive even. And it allows us to share that wealth far beyond our doors, throughout the city. If you've never given to Bethany before, you can do that at BethanyTacoma.org backslash give. Your gift makes it Not only is this a community formed by generosity, but this is a community formed by prayer. We pray with and for one another, week after week. That's part of how we form our faith, like with Eunice and Lois, in prayer. We pray for our joys and for our sorrows. We pray for the things that give us hope and the things that so as Aaron and Zane sing, want you to consider what you'd like to pray for today. Leave that in the comments. Friends, go out into the world and know that you're not on your own. We are in this together, forming and shaping one another. As you go, may you go with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the unending love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit this day and unto your life eternal. Amen. Amen.